to start. What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? Y'all, we have a special, special, special. You know how, like, when you're growing up at home and your parents are like, we're going to have a special visitor in the house. So they get all the fine china and to bring out all the good stuff because it's all the stuff that they don't want you to be touching and playing with. Yeah, we have a special guest today on the podcast. I am really looking forward to this conversation. This is somebody that I've been watching their channel and page for a little bit now. And I think they're a perfect person to talk about all things personal finance, investing, and so much more that we'll get into on this podcast. But I'm going to shut up now and let them introduce herself. Hey, I'm Adrian. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So guys, this is Adrian from Adrian Invest on YouTube and on Instagram. She has a lot of dope content on there. And I was like, Yo, I have to get her on the podcast and get her to talk a little bit, inform us a little bit about some of the things that she is doing, why she does some of the moves that she makes. But we'll start off with a simple question of who are you outside of YouTube and Instagram? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So outside of YouTube and social media in general, I um, am an engineer. Um, I I studied chemical engineering and I graduated Um, about three years ago in 2017 um, and I've worked um, actually been working I've worked in ministry I worked um, in like a more corporate job using my engineering degree so that's a little bit about me that's funny I'm I'm an engineer as well mechanical though y'all are the smart ones like chemical (laughs) like everybody looks at chemical is like whoa that's a lot of hard stuff (laughs) because I know I can do it so you say you were in ministry Uh, what's Mm -hmm. something that you did uh, during that Yeah, so I interned at a very large church in my area um, for a year, and then they hired me on staff. So when I was an intern, I worked with the young adult ministry. So I did a lot of work with anywhere between like 18 to 25 year olds about. And then when I had my full time job, I was doing um, hospitality and volunteer engagement. So a lot of just like welcoming people in and making them feel comfortable in our in our church and things like that. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to get into uh, your faith side a little bit more in the, as we go through the conversation, because that's something that I'm very, I'm very excited about because you don't hear it a lot in the personal finance, money community, talking about faith with money. A lot of people try to keep that as far as possible separated, but that's something that I know I want to get a little bit deeper into as we go through the conversation today. Good. I'm excited to talk about that. I definitely think they're very intertwined. So yes. Yes, I definitely yeah. agree with you on that. Um, so what got you into making content, into making YouTube videos, into making Instagram videos and all those kind of things? Yeah, I would honestly say, I think I it probably started like a couple of years ago. I felt like, honestly felt like the Lord was like, you should be making videos. Like, and I thought about it and I was going back and forth and I could never really like commit to it. Yeah. I just felt like I didn't realize how much time it takes. Cause it really does or anything like that. Like I'm sure like making a podcast or like social media, like it's very time consuming. Um, and it just wasn't something I was prioritizing at the time. And then when everything hit with COVID also, one thing that happened is when I was working at, um, in ministry, my, I had a boss who knew I was like into personal finance and stuff and she 
pulled me into her office and she, I probably talked to her for two hours, just like basic personal finance things. And I was just like in awe of like, not judging her in any way, but I was just like in awe of like what basic things people don't know. Like what I see as, as like common knowledge isn't yeah. common knowledge for everybody. So yeah. I was just like there, I feel like there's a need. And I also feel like there is a strong, like faith aspect to it. Like I, yeah. I would have a hard time talking about my, how I manage my money without talking about my faith. And so, and I felt like there weren't a lot of people like that. And then like on social media and then with everything happening with COVID and I ended up going to visit my family and then was kind of stuck there with everything. And so I was like, well, I guess this is the best time to start this. <laughs> uh, that's good. I mean, this, I mean, that's the main reason a lot of people I've been talking to is kind of like, I've been trying to think about doing it for a long time. And then they just kind of haven't done it for uh, done it until they're like, oh, got time on my hands. So why not get started? That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what was your history with money growing up? Did anyone teach you about it? Was it just something that you just kind of gravitated to? Or was it something you had learned from other people? Yeah, my I would definitely say I learned a lot from my parents, specifically my dad. My dad is very um, just very wise and very patient with his finances. And I think what I, I learned more just by observing him and how he managed his money and the family's money, um, I think more than him telling me what to do with my money. And so um, I think that's where it started. But I think it intensified when I started making my own money and I started reading more on my own and then I would always like touch back with my dad and just ask him questions and he's very knowledgeable yeah. um, about the stock market and and um, things like that so yeah that's that's really where my interest started that's pretty cool that's pretty cool has that I guess has that either deepened your relationship with your dad or has that like been something where you guys now talk randomly about like hey did you see this IPO or did you see that stock hit or did you see this or that and you just talk about stuff like that all the time yeah we don't talk I mean I don't think we talk that much about it I think yeah. it's more like I'm like a student and I'm like what does this mean like can you explain it and he'll go on he can go into like depth about certain topics and more depth than like I think I could ever understand because he's very <laughs> smart um but yeah uh yeah that's cool that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty dope because i know a lot of people who haven't had that kind of uh relationship to be able to talk to a parent or anybody around them about money so i really want to highlight your channel and your instagram page to be able to show people as like hey you may not have been able to know about this before but hey there are people that are definitely trying to put out good information out there to help you learn and help you grow and help you understand some of these things that is good to understand especially as you move on in life yeah I think that was like kind of my goal with my channel and my Instagram or social media yeah. is like there are things that like I I was able to learn and I do know that like not everyone has like the opportunity to have like a parent or somebody yeah. teach them things like that and and I, also I I feel like sometimes like the whole finance world can make personal finance seem extremely complicated and I don't feel like it really has to be. And so I think like being able to explain it at a level where I hope people can understand better, like, yeah. and helps them learn, like that that's ultimately like my goal. That's cool. That's cool. 
So recently I saw one of your videos, you talked about getting a house. Can you talk through your mindset when you were buying the house and deciding to buy the house versus just continue renting and just some of the things that you were going through during that time period? Yeah, so I probably like a year ago was when I was talking to my dad about like moving and potentially buying a house. And I just kind of, that was my first thought about it. And then I kind of just like brush it off my shoulder just cause it was something I just didn't want to deal with at that time. And then probably around July was when I was starting to think about buying. And I had talked to my dad about this. I was like, I just don't know if I'm in like the right financial situation. Um, cause I'm very, conservative with my finance like very conservative and like I want to make sure I have every duck in or obviously like I don't want something like worst case scenario I don't want something really bad to happen and and I have to do something insane or whatever just to make my payments um but he he is also very conservative I would probably say I'm more conservative but he like was like no I think you're at a really good place to buy and I was like oh my dad thinks I'm in a good place and like maybe I am at a good place and I'm maybe I'm being too hard on myself um but I was also I was reading a book called the gospel comes with a house key and it comes or it talks about um kind of like radical Christian hospitality about like opening your home up to people who um, may need a place to stay who don't otherwise have a place to stay or don't feel comfortable somewhere else and so that really hit me hard and so I was looking I was specifically looking for a house where I could could open my my house up to somebody for multiple people if they needed like a place to stay and that was kind of my mindset going into looking for a house and so when the house I ended up getting was a very hot house like there were multiple offers on it and I honestly think it was just like a blessing from the Lord like that he gave this house to me and I also like I truly believe that he gave it to me to use for his glory um but yeah that's ultimately how I got my house I I think that was like watching that video and listening to you talk through it and talk about it and how you got to the process and how you prayed about it and then you got to the point where you decided that you were going to buy a house it kind of challenged me as I was watching it because I've been on this whole well right now I'm living with a friend of mine um and just because I was like, ah, I'm going to save some money and just move in with a friend. And it was just kind of like listening to you talk about like opening up your home in case anybody needs a place to stay. And then I went home this weekend and my mom was talking about the same thing. I was just like, man, it feels like something, something, there's a message here. There's a message here. And I was just like, I really don't. But I really appreciated you being so open and honest and talking through just how you made the decision of going through praying about it and just the whole thing because it's not like a it wasn't just like a oh this is the next stage in life type of decision that you were making it was something a lot deeper than that yeah I think like from what I've read millennials who find themselves like regretting their home buying purchases because they feel like they need they're supposed they're in the life stage where they need to make the next step and buy a house um which I don't feel like I was at at all like I really I did pray about it and it's actually been really cool recently actually long story short I had a friend whose roommate passed away and so my friend didn't obviously didn't want to stay in their apartment so she I offered to let her stay with me so she stayed with me for a while and it was just cool like to see the Lord use 
what I had prayed for and what he blessed me with to bless somebody else was like just a really cool thing. And like, I was humbled that the Lord used me in that situation. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's go, let's start talking about how like faith and finances kind of mix together or how you think they mix together. Cause I think, um, cause I do talk about that on the podcast all the time. Like one of the biggest things that we talk about that is generosity that whatever we do anything it's not just for us it's so we can help the other people around us and we talk about just me, me like just like you i'm a christian as well and so we talk about that a lot on the on the podcast on some videos and so i just want to talk to you you to talk through the idea of faith and faith and finances and how you see that being interlinked and why it's important to keep that link together yeah i think i feel like a lot of people are turned away from the church because they feel like the church is there to just ask for money and 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 to provide a certain lifestyle for people that work for the church but i just feel like it's so much bigger than that and it's it's to see it in a big picture is to see like this is how much money i make and i could see that as being like i have these skills and this is how much i'm worth but overall it's actually like god has given me this much money and he's given this me this much money to manage in order to glorify him and that doesn't necessarily mean that i donate all of my money to a charity or a church or some cause like that is important but it's also like having chipotle with a friend and like talking about like what you guys what you're going through what struggles you're going through how you can rejoice together, how you can weep together, like that is also ultimately glorifying to God. And I think ha- seeing it in a way of like, I I want to manage my money in a way that glorifies God helps me because it relieves me of the pressure of knowing that like my money isn't meant to be hoarded for me. And it's not like God ultimately is going to take care of me. Like God talks about in, in the New Testament, he, um, he talks about um, how God provides for the birds and why would he not provide for humans too? And so I ultimately know like, no matter how, not no matter how I spend my money, but I ultimately know that like the Lord is always going to take care of me. And so that frees me up to be more generous with my money and spend it on people who may not be able to buy certain things or give more than I than a normal person would because that's ultimately what I want to my heart and how I spend my money is a reflection of my heart and the stage of my heart that's awesome that's I love stuff like that one of the things that you just said that like I think we miss a lot of the times is just the idea of like just going to Chipotle with a friend and having a meal and sitting down and talking with them about like hey this is what's happening in life and those opportunities that present themselves that we otherwise if we don't manage our money properly or if we don't handle our finances properly we may not be able to have those opportunities to even share our faith with other people or even give if somebody's in your friend just shows up and is like hey i had a bad day my flat tire is down it's like here here's some cash to help you through this thing or something like that and i think we make it more bigger in a sense like hey if i'm not saving the world then i'm not really doing anything and it's like sometimes we just got to do what we can actually do and what's right in front of us rather than trying to be superman and instead of just let god do his thing while we just yeah. do our little part 
Yeah, I like that. The little things. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, we already talked about you given being a major strategy and why you, um, why you, why given is a major strategy. But on your on your YouTube, there's a link to a book called Solomon Solomon's Portfolio. Mm-hmm. And so I was just going to ask you, what exactly is the book about and why is it important that you left it in your description for almost every video? Yeah. So that book talks about, I really like it because it gives like a very basic explanation of different types of investments. So it talks about like stocks, bonds, different types like large cap, mid cap, small cap um, funds, things like that. It goes, it gives a very good like introduction level to those kinds of things but it talks about this verse in ecclesiastes that talks about um well solomon was talking about planting his grain and so he talks about like it's important to plant his grain in different areas because you don't know like a tree could fall to the west or or it could fall to the east or you don't know so then diversifying where you plant your grain is like well in the future we'll always promise that you have like a harvest and so the book talks about that in like in investing and so um the verse specifically talks about um i forget the exact word but it talks about diversifying in seven like places and then the book then talks about what they think those seven things are and so it's like large cap small cap bonds i'm not i forget exactly um but they talk about the seven things and then they go into detail of like like not exactly which stocks or anything but just um um (laughs) sorry i had a phone call you're good um yeah the book talks about it's very basic but it also just like it does um intertwine like the faith thing and the author talks about a lot about like using your money to glorify god and yeah i really it's just a good book i think for for people who are just looking to understand because i think there's like terminology that can get can get very confusing and and it doesn't have to be that's definitely true i feel like they make these terminologies so confusing so they incentivize us to go hire a financial plan or a hire this and it's like it doesn't need to be like once you learn a little bit it's just kind of like why why did these things yeah. exist but job security i guess is the way is the way the yeah. world works got to make sure it's complicated just enough to make sure somebody's job is secure um i love the way that diversifying where you plant your grain hmm. that's mm-hmm. actually pretty cool that's yeah that's so it's like just cool. cool like what like they talked about like thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago is still like applicable today but in like a different way yeah that's yeah that's definitely true so now i have a question for you bonds Mm -hmm. do you have any bonds in any of your portfolios no i don't right now i think bonds are like a tricky place to be in just with everything going on that's just me personally i wouldn't suggest that i don't want to suggest anything that's just personally what i'm doing right now See, I, I have to ask that question because I'm very much anti-bonds at this point. Like anybody who is our age, under the age, in fact, I'm I'm at the point where it's like, if you're under the age of like 35, I'm like, bond, especially right now with 
interest rates being completely garbage. But like, seriously, I'm just like, everybody forget bonds. Get like AT&T mm-hmm. if you really want bonds and get yeah. the payments from them. But but yeah, but yeah, don't take any of our words as financial advice. Please do your own research before you just like, hey, they said no bonds, so therefore I'm not doing bonds. Don't, don't do that. I Please think- don't. There, yeah, there are certain situations where bonds are good. I think my reasoning behind it is I think we've gone a long time without having any sort of inflation. And like when in, in bonds would be a tricky place to be in if during inflation. Yeah. So just as a side, as a sidebar, do you think that in the next few years, because we've had such no inflation basically in the last number of years do you think that we are about to have like an accelerated period of inflation because of all the spending that's been going on recently by the government yeah i think and this is just like speculation and so i think with a lot of the money being pumped in like with the stimulus and everything happened i mean even the election um I feel like we are long overdue for inflation and, and potentially hyperinflation, which is just like a tricky place to be in, especially if you're like in a, I know. <laughs> so. Feels like we're in like stagflation for right now. And it's like hyperinflate, go from stag to straight hyper. Oh man, that's all your dollars just like up. Oh. What is what is work? Feel, <laughs> I almost feel like like so many things have happened in 2020 that no one was expecting. Like that is definitely what's true. gonna happen next. <laughs> just like hey, at this point, it's Friday the 13th. It's like mm-hmm. hey, it's like we already hit all the other stuff. So oh well. Um, so just switching topics a little bit from personal finance. I saw on your blog, which everybody go check out her blog as well. I saw on your blog that you have a tab for travel. However, there was nothing under the travel tab. So now I got to ask, where are places that you want to be? Where are places that you have been? And if Rona wasn't a thing, where's the one place that you would have been this year if Mm. you were going to travel at all? Yeah, I don't have any. I made that blog a while ago. I feel like I did have travel things on it. But yeah, I kind of now just use it for like my personal finance stuff. But in terms of where I've been, I've been to, I actually have a map, a scratch off map <laughs> that I have. Isn't so that nice? I've been to Botswana, South Africa, wow. Ethiopia, um, France, Italy, Greece, Ireland, UK, England, whatever, um, Canada, the Dominican Republic, New Zealand, Australia, I think that's it. <laughs> wow, this, that's that's a lot. First of all, I'm hurt. That... <laughs> I'm about to be hurt because you went to South Africa, Ethiopia. Uh, what was the other one? Botswana. Botswana. Where's Nigeria on that list? Like, oh yeah, I went there. I went those places for mission trips. Mission trips. Mm-hmm. You gotta come through Nigeria. Nigeria, that's where it's Next at. Time. That's where it's at. Maybe. Maybe when COVID's over. Hopefully. Hopefully we can start traveling again soon. Okay, yeah. cool. It's really interesting. Yeah. You've been to a lot. Okay, which one was your favorite place to go to? Uh, probably Australia, New Zealand. Why? Yeah. New Zealand was just beautiful. I went to the South Island, and so it's known as, like, being very scenic. 
and I road tripped through there with my dad and so it was just like a cool memory and we got to do a lot of things and we went to Australia when we were there and we um, snorkeled in the Great Barrier Reef and it was just like a cool it was a cool place and also just cool to make memories with my dad that's dope yeah that's dope I keep talking to everybody and everybody's like you should travel more I'm like right one now day. one <laughs> day yeah that's like my I don't feel like I spend much in other areas but yeah. traveling however I'm like pretty like proud of how cheaply I'm able to travel like I've figured out how okay so now we got to talk about that how okay. are you able because <laughs> someone asked me about that and i was like i don't know anything about traveling like find cheap flights i guess i don't, I don't yeah. know how exactly do people hack the whole travel system yeah so i would say two main ways is there is a uh, a website there kind of like an email list called scott's cheap flights i don't know if you've heard of it um they have you're right yep. you down you they have <laughs> They have a free email list and then they have like a premium subscription. It's like $40 a year. It's not bad um, in terms of like what you get. So basically they send out emails when there's like a mistake fare on a flight. And so the reason I got to go to Europe and we went to France, Greece and Italy is we found a round trip ticket to um, Paris for $333. And so I usually can find like things like that. That's like the first way, that's with cash. And then the other thing that I use, you're just in shock. Um, you said yeah, $330. Like, I know, oh I feel like God. I've spent more like staying in the States. Um, but I'm usually like very proud. Like people are like, wow, you travel a lot. And I'm like, I know I get like, I can figure it out first, like super cheap. And that time we went with, um, I went with three of my friends and yeah, it was super cool. I don't think we spent, we were there for like nine days and I don't think, I think we spent around a thousand dollars each total, like hotels, wow. food, everything, travel or transportation. Yeah. Nice. And then the second way or the second thing I use is called the points guy, which is, it's just like a blog and they talk about basically how how to hack points or how to point hack. So using like credit card miles or points, things like that. So I heard you on Tolu's Notes podcast when you talked about Dave Ramsey uh, background, which I got started with this whole financial thing because of a Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University thing we did at church and that'll cap me on this whole thing but so i guess you're open to using credit cards as a in general yeah i am open to it i actually led i took dave ramsey's class when i was in college and then i led one at my church a couple years ago and i remember when we got to that i was like you can cut up your credit cards if you want like i'm not gonna force you to i feel like that's like forcing someone to do that i feel like it's like a little much but yeah, I'm a. You uh, must I, do it. I, I'm. I mean, I feel like I have enough discipline to. Yeah. What, but I could understand how someone could struggle in that, and if they feel like they have a credit card and they can just spend on things that they don't actually have money for, then then you shouldn't have a credit card. Yeah, I'm. I'm of the mind. I hate credit cards because 
I just I got burned by credit cards so I'm very much like anti-credit cards but now I'm like I've learned the like bypass method of just like put one bill on it and automatically pay it every month so that you can build your credit but apart from that I I never I don't even know where that card is right now it's somewhere but I don't even know the numbers I don't want to see it I don't want to deal with it but I just don't like credit cards I, yeah it and that's bothers fine. me like, so much it's like what works for you isn't going to work yeah. for me or like you know yeah, and that's exactly. totally fine exactly so before we finish this out we have a couple more we'll get into some more fun stuff in a minute but are there any major goals that you would like to hit in the next five years financially financially yeah i pose this question to everybody and everybody gets stomped and they're like yeah i like I mean, it i like this that's a good question i don't know well like i don't feel like i have like a number i want to get to like no. I feel like if I have a number I want to get to and I'm so focused on that, then I like I lose out on how I could be spending my money. Like other ways, like God presents things to yeah. me as my life goes on. And so I don't want to like commit myself to a number. Um, Is there anything? Well, you just bought a house. So yeah, that probably Is there anything else on my list, I guess. I will likely need to buy a new car in the next five years. But even that, like I wouldn't, I, I personally wouldn't pay cash for a car, depending on like the interest rate. Pay, oh. This is interesting because I have a completely alternate view of that. Yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> that's cool though. It's interesting, like as I meet more people it's, but through the financial stuff, it's interesting like all the different routes that you can take to reach basically the same destination the destination may look differently for everybody but it's just interesting like everybody has a different mindset when it comes to the whole to the whole financial game which is just awesome to me it's awesome to yeah. to learn and hear about how people are able to do each and every single one of these things yeah awesome. and i don't feel like there's no like one way that everybody yeah. should do because everyone is so different so like i would never I would never force someone to do something that I do if they don't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's facts. That's awesome. Uh, so now it's a game of this or that that we're going to play. It's uh, about okay. eight questions. This or that, you have to pick one or the other. There's no, even if it's both evil, you got to pick one. Okay. All right. First question, mutual funds or ETFs? ETFs. Target date index funds or ETFs? ETFs. Gold or Bitcoin? Ooh, gold. Dow Jones or actually DJIA or VOO? VOO. QQQ or VOO? VOO. <laughs> okay, so just to give everybody a heads up, QQQ is the ETF that tracks the NASDAQ and VOO is the ETF that everybody talks about that tracks the S&P 500. DJIA is the, is the ETF that tracks the Dow Jones. Okay, let's keep on going. Apple or Microsoft? Oh, oh man. Apple. iPhone, or actually iOS or Android? iOS. Windows or Mac OS? Mac. 
Facebook or Google? Google. Aldi's or Trader Joe's? Trader Joe's. <laughs> I have a strong opinion about Trader <laughs> It's either one or the other. People are really, uh, let's see. Sam's Club or Costco? Hmm, Sam's Club. You should try Costco. Costco is amazing. <laughs> uh, spring or fall? Fall. Seasons. Okay, fall. All right, that's uh, that's it. I was gonna do one other thing, but we're not gonna do that. It was uh, I saw you did a video on what's in your wallet, and I was gonna do yeah. that, but I don't think your wallet's close to you right now, so we won't play mm -hmm. the Capital One game this time around. All right, and I'll leave I'll leave out with this last question: If you, there was one charity that you could donate to for the rest of your life, what would that charity be? Mm. I don't know if this is a charity, but I, I, I prioritize specifically giving to my local church. So the local church that I'm a part of and I get to see, I think it's cool to see what what's going on like within the church. And, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like my money is going towards that. And and I, I, I like seeing that. So that's not a specific charity, but get involved hey. in a local church and I definitely agree with that. I think giving to your local church is one of the best ways that you can help your community, in my opinion. But awesome. So I would like to give you the final words. Any words of wisdom for everybody listening to the podcast right now? I guess what I, we were talking about before, but like, I mean, where you can, if you're a listener of the podcast or you watch videos on YouTube, like whatever, whatever you hear, whatever you take in like isn't necessarily like what is good for you so just like take everything with not just a grain of salt but like deeply think about like how you are managing your money and is this working for you because what works for me isn't necessarily going to work for somebody else and i think that's really important to know not to try and force yourself into a box yeah of like yep. what somebody else does definitely agree with that keep the personal yeah. in personal finance mm -hmm. yeah but anyway, thank you so much for coming on the show. And guys, go check her out. She's Adrian Invest on YouTube and on Instagram. Go check her out. Check out all the stuff that she has. She makes awesome content. I know I enjoy every single episode and every single show that she has on there. So please spend the time. Go follow her on Instagram. Go subscribe to her channel on YouTube. You will get so much good content on there but that's all we got for this episode i hope y'all learned one maybe two things out of this entire thing but really you should have learned like three four five six seven eight nine on and on and on number of stuff on this episode i appreciate y'all listening remember generosity is always greater than greed i'm gonna catch y'all up on the next one god bless each and every single one of y'all and i'm out peace